security breaches here, Sheldon, and neither one of us correctly guessed what it was. I'm John Shidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge, talking about double agents, and as I just alluded to, there was a security breach at the end of last episode, <laughs> and we finally, we saw what the security breach was. I predicted it'd be Teresa coming back, mm-hmm. and I was wrong. What did you think of this twist? I don't even remember what I said last week, probably because I don't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. But (laughs) (laughs) um, the twist was interesting because I think it was a really good twist in terms of making it a double elimination and obviously adding, you know, the layer where CT and Big T get to determine the matchups, essentially. My one issue and maybe this is just because we do the podcast where we're breaking down every single angle and, you know, trying to be too smart with it or whatever. So there are moments like this where I didn't get to enjoy it as a fan, if this makes sense, because all I could think of was, wait a second. It seems kind of fishy that the producer set this all up for CT to basically control his own narrative, getting a, a skull. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, and again, I don't know if that's the case. I have no idea if that's the case. I have no idea if they were planning to do this this week, regardless of whoever would have been making said decision. We don't know that. We'll never know that. I'm just saying it's kind well, of fishy. Speaking of fishy, what a segue. Oh my God, I'm proud of myself. So last week, as I finished editing last week's episode of You Killed It, I got messages from some of our listeners. Okay. I regret. I, I am not as prepared as I should be. That's I don't okay. have their names ready. That's okay. I'll, I'll you buy know you some time. You who you are, guys. No, no, no. I'll buy you some time. Here's the thing, right? Here's why it seems fishy. We know year after year, season after season, we always talk about Johnny Bananas being the, the you know, almost player coach, but in this term, star and producer of the show where he is definitely producing segments where he allows the, he gives producers layups in terms of storylines, right? We've always talked about that. And so how would they always get insight into what the challenge is going to be, or if it was going to be a male or female elimination, all these little things. And Johnny Bananas always seemed to be ahead of the game somehow. And as I look at this season where there is no Johnny Bananas, if you were to say who is said Johnny Bananas, no doubt that would be CT. So when I see something like this happen, like imagine if this was Johnny Bananas and this happened to him when he was magically in control, didn't have a skull, and then got to decide who he was going into the elimination against, but also who a member of his alliance would also be able to go into against. Everybody would be screaming bloody murder. Everyone would be so mad and saying the fix is in, no? Yeah. Well, someone did say the fix was in. Shout out to listeners Autumn Knight and Aaron Smith, and also Sheldon Alexander for buying me time while I looked up their names. Because Lolo Jones... We're a team, we're a team. Lolo Jones said that it was fixed. Did you see these? I did not see this, but I can't, like, Lolo, I can't... Yeah, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Lolo said, she tweeted, MTV The Challenge forced me to quit, and that is facts. I've never quit anything in my life. Heck, I'm one of the oldest Olympians because I don't quit. I was pulled aside before the show and told to make it look like I needed to leave. 
The last challenge also was staged. CT and Big T technically did not win. There was a drop zone and they were not in the parameters. Once I realized the producers can change the rules to fit who they want to win, I was still willing to stay and fight. There are so many secrets that are not known to the viewers. Hope that people remember the challenge is not a real competition, it's a TV show. They do not show the full picture, but what is entertaining. So before you write hate messages, know you are judge and jury without full evidence. A few things. One, it's Lolo Jones, so I have to consider the source here and not look at this person as a credible source because they are, let's just say she has a high sodium diet cooking, right? Hella salty is Lolo Jones. So I can't really take her word for whatever. I do think there would be other people that would be upset if that was the case and if that did happen and other people would be complaining about it as well, would be my guess. But the flip side, and I guess the reason why we do this pod and why we like breaking it down the way that we do, because it's a reminder that this is a TV show. And with it being a TV show means we're here to be entertained. And I can say all these things, but at the end of the day, that was an entertaining twist, right? It was a great twist. It was a great job by the producers to make a season that was kind of just chugging along, like chugging along, like, yeah, we're here. Okay, cool, stuff's happening, but not really. And there's kind of some drama, but not really. Like, it was a good twist to add some sort of drama to the show. Also, who would you rather have in if you were producing this? Would you rather have CT stay? Would you rather have Josh stay? Like, just from producing a television show, all of these things. And so Lolo is right in the sense that the producers do change things because that's what television producers do right they change things to make it more entertaining for us the viewers so it just leaves me with the one final question to myself to lolo to you john and to our listeners and viewers are you not entertained (laughs) are you not entertained i do think like i noticed last week that ct and big t seemed well past the parameters Mm -hmm. okay but other people fell outside the parameters too. Sure. And we know that the producers do call audibles. She's right on that. Totally. But even she almost tattles on herself there saying, I never quit, but I was asked to quit. So I quit. (laughs) What? What, Lolo? (laughs) It's pretty obvious that what happened was that she is embarrassed obviously it's it's not often that you get to see tape and like real-time reactions from the general population on your behavior she's probably been watching along and whether she admits it or not she's probably been seeing the comments on twitter and on instagram she's probably had like friends and family be like Lolo, like Jesus, she's probably embarrassed by the fact that I don't know if you knew this, but she's an Olympian. She never brings it up. But anyway, and she got basically schooled like week and week and week again. And not just like in terms of mental toughness, but in terms of like physical performance, 
even in purely physical competitions. She did not win. She did not dominate. She was average or above average, but she was never top three in like anything, even in events, even in that, uh, I forget what the event, what they called it, but the, the mini final that they did that was basically all running. Yeah. She wasn't even close. Agreed. So, so I think she's embarrassed. And so I think she's retroactively making excuses to try to cover her ass and you know i hope it's a teachable moment for her i'm not sure how much gets through to planet lolo and like i did like i can see what she's saying that you know ct and big t didn't land in the drop zone like they're supposed to mm-hmm. but i think she's making up excuses about why she quit yeah and i mean she is embarrassed clearly i, I agree with you there's not even much more i could add to that and it's lolo as i said I've already been off that train trying to figure her out or try to, you know, add more, add logic to someone who has been very illogical throughout their entire being on the show. And yeah, again, I, I've sat here and we, the first thing we're talking about is how fishy I think it is that magically Mm. this big twist comes up. So there is some legitimacy in what she's talking about, but she also didn't help herself either. And again, I can't stress this enough. I don't do this podcast or do a podcast like this for Survivor, right? I don't do a podcast like this for Big Brother. I don't do a podcast like this for whatever other reality shows are out there that I might watch. I do it for the challenge because they do a great mix of producing, right? Mm-hmm. A reality competition. And having this twist out of the blue in in terms of keep changing the rules as you go along so that the cast is on their toes as well is great and still at the end of the day it's big drama for Devin to pick Darrell because I don't know if everyone thought that was going to happen and of course you know you knew CT was going to go against Josh but that added so much drama I was entertained I liked the, the cast reactions for how shocked they were I'm sure a lot of the viewers were shocked because you wouldn't have seen this coming. And at the end of the day, no. that's the whole point of having a cliffhanger. Normally, the cliffhangers don't lead to anything that big. This cliffhanger did. And so that's a success at the end of the day. I think, I mean, you've alluded to it, but CT, it's announced it's a double elimination. Josh and Nani automatically go down because they had the second most number of votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ tells CT and Big T they get to choose who goes in so they get to choose who goes in against Devin, and they get to choose who goes in against josh yeah they can always choose themselves they can choose others ct and big t as an active friendship to Devin, say Devin, who do you want and Devin, i think makes the mistake of picking Darrell. okay because to me like they've seen this competition before, they know it involves puzzles. Mm-hmm. I think you ask for Fessy. Ah. Because you ask for Fessy because it, I know Darrell voted against, or did not vote the way that Devin and CT wanted him to, mm-hmm. but he's not like an official member of Big Brother, no. the Big Brother Alliance. Fessy obviously is. Mm-hmm. Fessy? 
is not as intelligent as Darrell. I was, I don't know why. I was just going to couch that in like nicer terms. And then I just leaned into it and just straight no, up said, fine. I'm pretty Fessy's... sure Fessy would acknowledge that. <laughs> and just like, and even, even in terms of thinking like long term about like helping out your partners in crime, Kyle and CT, do you want to give Darrell the opportunity to get into the final? Right. No, you do not. Like nobody wants CT and Darrell in the final. Mm -hmm. So I think Devin blew it here by calling down Darrell, but he gets his wish. What did yeah. you think of Devin's decision? So I thought his decision was interesting, right? Because it was re basically between Leroy, Fessy, Kyle, and uh, Darrell, essentially, right? That's who he had to pick from. He's not going to pick Kyle because that's his boy. Um, He's not really going to pick Leroy because it really doesn't serve much purpose, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't really consider Fessy, but you convinced me for sure. And I, I think upon further review, taking a thought on that, you're definitely right. Because here's the other part of it. If you're Devin, you're only going to be confident in something that involves a puzzle. Check. If you're trying to take out Fessy, you're only going to really be confident in taking out Fessy in something that involves a puzzle. So the only reason I think this might make sense is because maybe in the back of his mind, he wanted to give Darrell a chance to get a skull. Yeah. Right. And, and say, Hey, well, you know, if I just lose to Fessy and then I go home, well then Darrell doesn't get a skull. And, and I don't know what their relationship is. Clearly it wasn't like, they're not like friends, but they're not like enemies either. Right. There seemed to be some level of respect and Darrell's an OG. So he's not phased by, Devin talking shit or whatever but I think maybe Devin would rather have lost to Darrell like he would have yeah. been okay going home losing to Darrell than he would have losing to Fessy I think that probably ego wise would have hurt him a little more right if he loses in a puzzle to an OG like Darrell okay cool but if he lost in the puzzle to Fessy that'd be another level of embarrassment I think so maybe that was what was behind his decision I'm not sure that's a fair point. And like, I mean, Devin's so spiteful and yeah. hates the Big Brother Alliance so much. It's entirely possible that his thought process was, I'm probably going to lose. I don't stand a good chance of winning the final. But do you know who could take money out of Big Brother's pocket? Darrell. Darrell. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Right? So like maybe, maybe part of his thought process was, let's stack the deck against these people I hate. Totally. And just like keep them off the podium. Mm -hmm. it's, it's I think it's possible and then of course CT picks himself to yeah. go in against Josh mm -hmm. which I mean obviously is the right move yeah. and our guy CT is super hype to be going in against uh, Josh so let and, me ask you something did you think yeah. if you were giving a percentage that you would give Josh's chances of winning when you saw that matchup, what would you say to that? 5% chance. I, I literally wrote down, no chance Josh wins, none, zero. Just, just like a puncher's chance. You know, like... <laughs> like... Shaking my head, because I was like, here, here's a problem. We know he's not good at puzzles, right? Like, we know that. So he was going to struggle if he even got to the puzzle, which, I mean, we know that he didn't. But the other part is to swing on that apparatus, you need such 
a level of coordination that we know Josh doesn't have. It's all coordination and balance. And we know Josh doesn't have that. So I was just like, this is just two things that are just not in Josh's favor at all. I mean, I don't know what would have been in Josh's favor at all. Maybe going against Leo again. Is that who he beat? Oh, no, Michi. That's who it was. Michi. Sorry, Leo. My bad. My bad. I, th- I think Leo would do better <laughs> than Josh at this. Correct. Leo would be awesome at this. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he had zero chance. So I was excited to see Devin versus Darrell because that one I was kind of like, hmm, this is interesting. Like this could flip the house. And it was close. It was. It was. And I don't know if it was editing, but they did a good job of making it seem like, you know, both were struggling with the puzzle because Darrell got out to an early lead. He got to his pieces first. And then... Um, after he got to his pieces, it, it turned to Devin, and Devin wasn't too far behind, and it was just a race to finish the puzzle. And, yeah. you know, Darrell, I had no idea. The way that they edited it was really good because I had no idea who was going to win at any point, and it seemed like both were struggling until Darrell ends up winning. And, yeah, man, I mean, how can you not be happy for Darrell? Darrell is just such an OG vet. Such a nice guy. He's good people's. Not mad at all. Every, In comparison to Devin, who just talks mega <laughs> shit all the time. <laughs> you know what, though? All right, so Devin's gone. Like, I, I do want to speak on Devin. Okay. I know I'm probably the world's biggest Devin fan outside of himself. Okay. But I really felt like he, in terms, like you and I speak about, like, five tool players. Mm-hmm. He's not the best competitor. That's for no. sure. No. He's average. But he made the season way more entertaining. For sure. That's a fact. Right? Like, he was funny. He was not playing scared. And I know this down. He could have made a more scared play. Like, the fact the fact that he called down Durrell. Like, at least he's not afraid to go against someone mm-hmm. who has a great track record. Agreed. And I don't know what this season... Lo- this season would be a lot more boring without Devin. And if he learned to, like, rein in his impulses a little bit, he'd still be on the show, right? Like, he was his own worst enemy, maybe his second worst enemy uh, after Josh. I love how much he chirped Josh so in, like, the 20 minutes they were on this episode. So um, But I wanted to say about Josh, <laughs> I noted down that, like, CT, when he's, like, leaping off the podium... Looked like a fucking superhero. Yeah. Meanwhile, Josh looked like a baby learning to crawl. Like the difference in, like they're roughly the same size, certainly in terms of height and weight. I think CT's a little more muscular. But the the difference in athleticism and agility and composure, I mean, the fact that CT was purposely holding onto his pieces and dropping them all in the same spot to mm-hmm. save time. Like, that's just like, like I said, the presence of mind. Meanwhile, your guy Josh, some of his best friends in the house, like in confessional, are like, listen, Josh is emotional. <laughs> Josh does not do, like, gets flustered easily. Josh does not do well with surprises. Like, all the things, <laughs> all the things that happen all the time on the challenge are not Josh's forte, right? Doesn't do well with surprises. Doesn't do well with tension. 
doesn't do well in emotional situations. Like, he's so poorly suited to this show. Um, so, yeah, it was a route for CT. And another thing working against uh, Josh was that we knew CT was going to win and have more episode because we had seen the argument between CT and Big T that comes later in this episode. We'd seen it on the, like coming up on the challenge previews so like they weren't even going to hide the fact that ct was about to dummy josh like there's sure. no working away around it yeah no definitely and, and the things that stood out to me was you know Devin talking shit karma's a bitch you know all that stuff but also the way that the karma worked that Devin talked so much shit had the perfect storm for him to actually win but that wasn't enough to beat the karma as he still lost in a puzzle, which was basically his only chance of winning. So that to me was interesting. But again, I don't knock him for taking that shot because I think it was a good move because no matter what happened next week, someone was going to try to call him out to try to get his skull anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why not take that, take that shot against Darrell now? So I'm not mad with that. And I also enjoy the fact that Darrell said that he's an OG. He's not phased by it the shit talking he's good josh has mentioned i mean <laughs> you're right i wrote that ct looked like he was a stunt man like on one of the <laughs> shots where he's just like gliding through the air in super slow-mo it looked pretty cool um also i loved ct's pro tip right where mm -hmm. it popped up on the screen he's like drop the puzzle pieces all in the same place so that when you're done you're not running around trying to find your pieces that seems so obvious but yet nobody else did it <laughs> so i thought that was funny um it's easy to diss josh and trust me we've done it all season long but i don't think anyone was going to beat ct i really don't no i really don't that's the so. thing ct is the total package yeah uh arguably more so than any other competitor in the show's history yeah like it would be that's hard because like even weird things like eating gross food Mm -hmm. he excels at like he's he's not necessarily the best at everything but he's very very good at everything yeah what i thought was funny was all the big brother people casey amber fessy they're all hyped to see Devin go but they're missing the point the final competition just got a lot harder Exactly. The two weakest male competitors are gone. And like CT and Darrell are not going to go down quietly. Like you, I don't think yeah. you can take the gold skulls from them. I don't think you can beat them in a final. Like, I guess it doesn't really matter as much to Casey and Amber, but Fessy should be thinking, fuck. Like, well, Kyle, Kyle and um, Leroy, they both totally knew what was going down and how quickly things flipped for them. Um, and Kyle, I guess, would have been even more angry after what happened next. Well, this right? is the crux of the episode, right? Like this is the, this, this is, is the, the turning point for sure. CT gets to pick his new partner, and the way that they were setting it up, and obviously from what you just said, we kind of knew the breakup was coming, right? Like we weren't fully surprised by it, and they're setting you up for it. And here's what I think, right? Right away, I'm like, he's going to pick Cam, and I would too. 
right? Like I, I totally get it, totally understand it. Maybe you can make an argument for picking Casey and I'd be okay with that. I would hear that out, but Killicam is Killicam, right? I think I, I get that. But CT goes on a full-on like yelling spree. And this is one of the times where I feel like, and we're going to get to this a little later on when he tries to apologize for it, but I feel like he went full Jotty Bananas mode in this episode in terms of trying to produce himself and produce this episode. So I've never seen anyone, I've never seen CT do this, but I've never seen anyone really like yell and just go on this huge long rant that kept going and going and going and going where he's screaming about how he's taken mother effing cam and I messed up at the beginning. I should have taken her from the very start when I had the chance and I messed up and I've been regretting it ever since. And, and he's going on and on and on. And you can see the look on Big T's face and she's stunned. And, you know, I was surprised by it, but I understood what he was doing. And I'm not saying I agree with it, but I'm coming from it from the lens of putting together the TV show. <laughs> and, you know, that was entertaining. That Entertaining might be the wrong word, but it was a moment, right? It was one of those things where you're catching everyone by surprise and you're going way overboard and way over the top to prove your point. But I felt bad for Big T. I felt very bad for uh, Big T. And to your point, CT is a television production veteran. And later on, we see like the subtlest hint of this where he invites Big T out uh, to the campfire to apologize to her for his behavior. And we'll talk about that scene for sure. But you can tell that CT is a veteran of reality television because when they're walking outside, he opens the door for her, the sliding door, lets her go through, and then he walks through and doesn't close the door. And in my Canadian brain, I'm like, dude, it's cold outside. You should close the door behind you. But CT has been on television so long, he knows to leave it open for the TV cameras behind them. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just automatic. Like he doesn't look back to make sure they're following. He just knows. And so I think on some level, CT is thinking to himself, three of the biggest personalities on this season of the challenge just left. Lolo, Devin, and Josh. We need someone to keep it spicy. And he called his own number. Like you, I'm not excusing what he did at all. I think it was horribly disrespectful to Big T. And I have to say, and maybe you can explain this to me, I think you have a better handle on the politics of this season than I do. But I don't understand why he needs to jump to camp. He has his gold skull. There's maybe one or two men's eliminations left and people are not going to come for him the obvious target is kyle now right and failing that may be fessy so ct doesn't have to do anything he doesn't have to make political moves he doesn't have to be like Darrell, who sticks with amber he doesn't have to worry about people coming for him see so i like, think why make this jump because it's just you're trying to prep yourself for the final and you think the final at this point will involve some form of you being with a partner. And you'd rather have your partner be Cam than your partner be Big T. And even Big T would acknowledge that. Now, the issue here is 
there's still so much time before that final happens. So who knows if someone would have picked Cam before then, like there's still enough time for someone else to pick Cam is what I'm saying before you get to the final. But this was going to be his last chance, essentially, to be able to pick a new partner, right? Like that's going to be the only chance you get. So he took a shot. I hear you out. I, like, I hear what you're saying. But again, th they can assume that the next episode is going to be a women's elimination. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance that if Big T goes into a women's elimination, she loses. Mm -hmm. And then the problem resolves itself without any disrespect to yeah, Big T. Yeah, but you don't know. But that then depends on who beats Big T. That person gets to pick CT, right? Whereas he gets to pick his partner in this case. Yeah, right? there's like, no what if it's Gabby? left, really. Yeah, but yeah, you'd Gabby have, would be the worst case scenario. You'd still rather have Cam than... You'd rather have Cam than Nani. So. You'd rather have Cam... Cam and Casey, basically, right? But there's a huge drop-off between Cam and... Cam and Nani, Cam and Gabby, Cam and Big T. There's a huge drop off. Mm -hmm. And again, this is all just based off the assumption that the final involves you working with the partner. And so he's just yeah. covering his bases. That's really all it is. He's just covering all and his bases. Or even Amber. We can, I forgot about Amber. We can debate the pros and cons of ditching Big T, but there's no excusing the way he went about it. And yeah. like other people said it too, exactly. like Cam says it later and no, Issa we'll, says we'll, it later. We'll get to it for sure. Cause I think that's the crux of the big T thing. And I mean, let's be honest, there's not much else. Like this is what the episode was all based around, right? It's just people having different conversations about all this. But I thought, you know, he did go over the top, but I get what he was trying to do. I don't excuse it, but he's just trying to make TV. It came off poorly it didn't work well for him he needs another another a few more semesters at the johnny banana school of uh challenge producing but you know i think i feel bad for 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 big t and i feel like you know i get why she was mad and i thought she handled it really well someone who didn't handle yeah. it really well was kyle kyle was mad no. that ct stole his partner and I don't know. I was just like, I thought Kyle made it made, was really lame, especially once they got back to the house and he was having the conversation with everybody. Right. Like, I mean, we can, yeah. before we jump ahead to that, I guess I got to say Darrell stays with Amber, Corey picks Gabby, Nan ends up with big T. Um, Nani is crying cause Josh is gone, which I don't really get that at all. Miss me with all that. Like I don't <laughs> get it at all. Miss me. Uh, but yeah, Kyle is mad. Unless you want to touch on any of those things, I was just going to go to Kyle mad. And yeah, you know, let's do it. Darrell, to me, Darrell was right, right? Because Darrell, who remains the voice of reason in a lot of these confessionals, he's just like, come on, man. Like, how are you mad at, at CT for taking her when you took her from someone else who was partnered with Cam, right? That's just how the game goes. That's a fact. And, and Kyle's out here talking about how he was the king of the game. And it's like, were you? I don't, he was, I don't, I don't, he was not the king of the game at any point. Yeah. So I didn't get Kyle like, being mad. And I liked that CT just confronted him and was like, dude, like, this is whack. <laughs> right? let's, so. let's not, let's not get it twisted. Cam and Leroy are the king and queen of this season. Yeah. They They're the basically game. running the house. So Kyle for sure could say like, 
not that he was in the driver's seat, but he was in the backseat of the people that are driving the show. For sure. And like gets along with them and was like along for the ride. And it was a savvy move when he partnered up with Cam. Mm -hmm. But you can't say that he was calling the shots. He's not calling the shots with anyone. He wasn't even calling the shots with his closest ally, Devin. <laughs> like... No, super weird. Super weird at all. Uh, totally. And I, I, I don't even get why he was that mad. But and I love Cam. That was Cam was just like, leave me out of this. Blah, blah, blah. Like he's like, <laughs> Cam, were you going to do that to me? Or were you mad that you that I was your partner? And she doesn't answer. She's just like, leave me out of this. Leave me out of this. Which was perfectly diplomatic. But yeah, Kyle, whatever. Get out of here. Nam's back. We know that's a thing. And we knew like they've been setting this up for I want to say two episodes now, though. Like we kind of knew where this yeah. was going with Nam. Yeah, and I have to give Nam credit. He did really well given how sore his back was. Yeah. I I mean, he ends up being ruled uh, medically ineligible to compete. Mm -hmm. He's obviously a very different sort of character for this show because yeah. he is quiet. He's respectful. Mm -hmm. he's, he's not a particularly flashy person. But I like him. Like, and I'm sorry how his season played out. I'm sorry that he had Lolo as a partner. And I don't feel we saw his full potential. I'm sorry that he's going out with an injury. And honestly, I'm not sure that he's going to come back on the show. Like, I don't know how much he's going to say, oh, I loved this experience. No, I can see uh, that. I agree with you. But I liked him a lot. What did you think of his rookie season and potentially only season? Um, I'm with you. I don't think he'll he'll really come back because I don't think the experience was really that good for him or even from a viewer perspective, right? Like him in that position where he was arguing with Lolo was not a good spot for him at all. I think, you know, if he was partnered with Big T from earlier, I think that would have been really cool because we would have seen a different light. We would have seen maybe the nicest partnership ever and maybe could have been like a fan favorite because everyone would have been cheering for them because they're just so nice. Um, but him being paired with Lolo and him being forced to like be on defense the entire time because she was such an aggressive character, right? And and listen, this isn't about being this isn't about, you know, Lolo being aggressive because I feel like Cam is an aggressive partner as well. But I feel like Cam is uh, is aggressive, but still you're able to work with her. Where I think Lolo is always just constantly talking down or like blaming. Whereas Cam is trying to lead, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're two and, people and who are very confident, very like pushy, but like leaders that you, that, and Cam, you would want to follow, whereas Lolo, not so much. I think that's a big, a big difference between Cam and Lolo is that, yes, they're both assertive, even aggressive people, but Cam's not irrational. No. Like, Cam, she's I wouldn't even say there's a very calculated. She's she's very calculated. I was gonna say I wouldn't even say that she's uh, there's a method to her madness because it's not madness. She's mm -hmm. very direct. She's as you said very calculated, and like you know like Kyle's a goofball, but she yeah. and Kyle worked well. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas Lolo is very irrational, very illogical. And I, as we've said in previous episodes of You Killed It, Lolo, 
there's a lot there's other stuff going on well outside the game of the challenge yeah cam i think cam outside of the challenge would just be a great person to hang out with i think she's a very nice person she's super focused and determined to win but like i don't think that's a reflection on her character especially in real life yeah and i think most importantly too like look at how cam made us think of kyle and then look at how lolo made us think of nam what i mean by that yeah. is it made you not want to root for them as a squad just because it was so annoying seeing them struggle in their partnership and that kind of sucked for nam so i don't i agree with you i don't think he'll be back um but i do hope big t is back and let's let's get to this because you know they go to the hot spring there was no liquor dome but they went to a hot spring and you know, part of that whole drama before that happens, before they go, we see a scene where Big T's really upset and she felt that she was being used by CT and she, she didn't like the way that he did it. She thought it was wrong, but to me, and, and I'll go down saying this, you know, because as they get to the hot spring, CT sends her some uh, champagne, which was a very nice gesture. I thought, cause it's an olive branch. Like, obviously, he's not thinking in that moment, yeah, everything's going to be fine because I sent you champagne, but it's an olive branch. But also, what we've been talking about this whole episode, it's him producing a scene. Like, he knows what he's doing here, right? This is going to be a topic of conversation. This is going to be a segment. Cool. Um, there's one thing I want to talk about, though, here about this CT. and Because, you know, he sends her the champagne, and do we want to just go all the way to... Air, you know, air I mean, the, the or you want to talk I, about the spring, the hot spring, which well, I thought was pretty cool. I, I only wondered when are you and I going to go to a hot spring? Because I could use it. I don't know about you. I was going to say something and then I just stopped myself. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it wasn't can... even that bad. It wasn't even that bad. It was just like someone's going to be like, really? You went there? I was going to say, <laughs> fuck it, I'll say it. I was going to say, can Gabby come too? But. <laughs> Someone listening is going to be like, really? You went there? Seriously? Seriously. Um, Let's just go to the apology. <laughs> or attempted. Attempted apology. Yeah. I mean, okay. We, we've we got a couple couple listener comments. So how about we start there at, mm-hmm. to like Sounds stimulate good. our conversation. Jordan Reginato says, CT doesn't owe Big T anything. Mm-hmm. But why so quick to drop her? You won two competitions together. There won't be hall brawl or tug of war in the final to expose her weakness. No guy will challenge CT for his gold skull. He was sitting pretty and he eliminated Josh, which are very similar to some of the points I made. And Lucas Wyatt says, say it ain't so. The challenges, sweethearts, team big CT have broken up and it was a bad breakup. Okay, so... Here's, here's my thing, right? I don't think he owes her anything either. I think his mistake was promising her that promising her that he would stay, right? I think that was a bad move. I also think the, the bad move was how he went about it because she even acknowledges, right? In their discussion, she acknowledges that, okay, well, I get that you would rather want to, you'd rather be with Cam. She gets that. She understands that. I think everybody would understand that. Even if Big T can, everyone can see it. But it's the way that he went about it. And I get why she feels that level of disrespect. And I thought 
this conversation. I'd love to see the unedited version of it to see if how like it, the conversation progressed because the way that we saw it, you know, she was in a like really sad moment talking about how many things that she never thought that she'd be able to do on this show, but he gassed her up and made her believe that she could do some of these challenges that she definitely would have quit at. And, you know, that part to me, if CT, if she's saying that to him and he really, you know, actually cared about her, he just says, I'm sorry, my bad. And the whole thing is over. Right. Like, I think it just ends there. Like, that's all you need to say. I'm sorry. That's my fault. But then it turned into he flipped it. And I think this was trying to overproduce. Right. Because we saw the campfire, the s'mores, the blanket, all that crap. Right. But then somewhere in the middle of this conversation, he switched the narrative to try to make himself look better. Right. It's almost as if like. It's almost as if he was afraid of getting Johnny Bananas, the Johnny Bananas treatment of when Bananas turned on Sarah. And I bring that up because I literally just was watching Invasion and Rivals 3 with one of my friends. But um, it, it's almost as if he was afraid of getting that treatment, right? Because like he wanted to make the big move like Bananas, but he didn't want to get the, I hate this term because it's used so much in Big Brother, the blood on my hands, right? In terms of making the, making the, the terrible move or making the cutthroat decision. And he then started to explain to her, you know, oh, I don't think you're ready for a final yet. Which, whether or not that's true, why do you say that? Like, she just acknowledged to you that she gets why you would pick Cam. Like, she gets it, she understands it. So then why would you need to say to her, I don't think you're ready for a final yet? And I think that's where it sort of flipped because he's trying to justify to her his decision when he doesn't need to do that. Everyone agrees with your decision. Everyone knows why you made the decision. She knows why you, you made the decision. He's just trying to come out of it perfect instead of just taking some accountability and being like, you know what? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have made you that promise, but it is part of the game. And I changed my mind at the last second. And I apologize for how I went about it. I went a little too far in yelling and screaming about how bad I wanted to be partners with Cam. That was unfair to you and you've done nothing wrong to me at all. That's it. It's over. I, I'm not convinced that in this moment, CT was had on his producer's hat. I think he just, you know, we praise CT for how much he's grown, how much he's changed. This is a little bit of the old CT. And as much as he's matured and evolved as a person, this isn't, this is CT from like 2005. And as much as you can change and evolve, sometimes you revert to habit. And this, I think the CT of 2005 doesn't set up a campfire and doesn't do all well, that. Doesn't that's buy the saying. champagne, doesn't do all that. I th and I think that what happened was when they sat down and started to have the conversation, he got defensive because he saw how much he had hurt Big T genuinely. Yeah. Like Big T yeah, was yeah, not... Yeah was not playing here. Mm -hmm. Big T was not putting on a show for the cameras. Big T was being her, she was being Tula. She was being herself. Yeah. And I think he got defensive. And when he yes. got defensive and embarrassed with how he behaved 
in in his words, the heat of the moment in the crater, he started to come up with these sort of excuses of, oh, I don't think you're ready for a final. And like trying to put it on her that, you know, she has to face her fears or whatever he was saying. And that's what I'm trying to say is that when he got defensive, that's when he reverted to type because that's what happens with people, right? Like when they're embarrassed, when they are upset, they, they turn into their less mature selves, right? Like they, they revert to their younger selves in a lot of way, in a lot of ways. And like a big thing that I've learned to give like real life advice is as soon as you're giving an apology, if you use the word, but in your apology, (laughs) it negates everything you said previously. Yeah. Like if you say, if you're CT as an example, if you say, I'm really sorry that I embarrassed you like that and I was out of line, but, and then go on to say that, oh, I didn't think you were ready. That negates everything you said before you said, but, or however, or whatever your caveat is. And I mean, it's such a, I'm disappointed in CT because, you know, we've been gassing him up for years now since he really like turn it around and like this was definitely disappointing especially because big t is so beloved yeah and i'll say this i thought big t in terms of like real life values and like character i thought big t came off very classy very composed i was impressed with her for standing her ground i mean here's this like huge guy and like if you think about the power dynamics like Mm -hmm. he's a white man shouting at a small black woman he is like the veteran veteran of all veterans on this show he's got a lot of the power and she's standing up to him and saying like i don't accept your apology what you said and did was unacceptable to me i noted down she even says friends don't speak to each other like that i won't let a so-called friend speak to me like that and like, good for her. Like I was, I was as disappointed as I was in CT. I was very impressed with big T and I think she can hold her head high with how she conducted herself in this episode and every episode. Like she, she always comes off just looking and sounding great because she has a lot of integrity. Totally agree with everything you said. And I think overall CT there's a world in which CT could have come out of this entire thing a winner. Like if he just said to her, let's say before the challenge goes down, listen, if I win, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I might end up going with Cam because this, that, and the third. And Big T would have understood. She might have been still upset, cool, but at least there was a world in which he could have told her what was going down and it wouldn't have ended up like this. And it didn't have to be about you're not ready for a final yet or all that. Like she knows, again, everyone knows that Cam would be the better partner for her. It was all just the way he didn't have to make it that embarrassing, his decision to take Cam. And that's the biggest issue with this. It wasn't even about the challenge. It was the way that he went about it. And for her, you could tell that she really felt bad because she let her guard down, right? She came in, as she said, she came into this not trusting anyone, not wanting to trust anybody, but she actually let her guard down with CT and saw the results. So for her to see her herself accomplish all these different things 
and then at the end have him still be like, well, you're not good enough, that would hurt. And I totally get that. Totally understand that from Big T's uh, standpoint. And CT screwed himself because he could have come out of this looking so good and being someone that people would want to be partnered with going forward, like in terms of rehabbing, you know, or losing some of that vet, oh, we need to get this guy out of the house thing. If he stays with Big T or if he handles the breakup a little bit better, think about going forward in new seasons. People would want to work with him because he proved to be a really good partner. But now you can't trust anything that he says, right? He's thrown into the, the books with Wes. He's thrown into the books with all those guys where it's like, you guys better hope there's enough OGs that you can partner with or else you're going to be going home early every single year. So, yeah, I mean, CT, let, let's be honest, right? So the episode ended on a cliffhanger where they're showing, like, the new, uh, the next challenge, which is basically, like, how would you describe it? I'd describe it like an escape room, essentially, an extreme escape room where you got handcuffs and all these things going on. Yeah, so they're in cells. It's called Survive the Night. Each team, each pairing is in a cell. Uh, they're handcuffed together and they have to endure air quotes Mm -hmm. torture. Uh, so it's things like they're going to have to chug gross sour milk or whatever. They're going to have to do all sorts of stuff like that. They have to stay up all night. Uh, every cup, they don't do it every season, but every couple seasons they do a competition like this. Yeah. And I just have to say, I have a couple thoughts on this. Like I, I don't know who my favorite would be at this, but so as we said, Nam is not medically cleared to compete. Yeah. So he's gone. And that really fucks Big T because she still needs her skull. Mm -hmm. As a rogue agent, she can't compete in this, nor will she be able to compete in an elimination. Correct. So that sucks for her. And also... Ironically, do you know who would have been good at this? CT and Big T as a team. Because this is a topic. It's going to be about teamwork, which they're great at. It's about determination, which they're great at. Like, again, I I know Jordan pointed this out in his tweet to us, and and I pointed it out earlier. Big T does not lack an effort. Mm -hmm. Big T doesn't lack an heart. And CT doesn't either. Nam doesn't either, to his credit. But it, just, it sucks for Big T that she can't participate in this because this is a competition she could win. This isn't one where the biggest and strongest necessarily wins from what we've seen, yeah. right? She just has to stay awake all night and like endure whatever. And, you know, I, I know Big T would cry and like struggle with it by moments, but she would gut it out and she doesn't get to participate. So kind of tough for her. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of what we're seeing from Survive the Night? What we've seen so far? I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I, I, I'm interested to see like just how grueling it ends up being. What are the other twists and turns? Because there's going to be twists and turns through it. I'm, I'm more so excited to see what it is more so than I think blank's going to happen. Because it's yeah. really up in the air and anyone could win, obviously. But like we don't really know what it is yet. So, yeah. What was your line of the episode? Uh, so I'm kind of cheating here because I'll have two, but they're both related to the same time in the episode, 
where uh, the partners are being reshuffled. And it's after CT went on his whole long rant about how much he wants to be with Kim and he regrets not taking her from the beginning. And now he's happy and he's regretted it ever since. And every single challenge, he just wished he was partnered with Kim and this is his chance to make it up to her. And he's so, so sorry, Kim, get down here. And then Leroy says, AOCT, she's still my girlfriend, eh? <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And kind of along the same lines as Kyle then had to pick his partner. He just goes, Nani, I'm home. <laughs> there was, it's funny, like there was so much like real stuff to talk about this episode, but there was great one-liners. Like everyone was really on. Uh, I loved it when Anissa said of CT's skill with puzzles, he is nasty when it comes to shapes. <laughs> I liked Leroy said to Durrell and Devin when they were like getting ready for the elimination of Star. He goes, all right, fellas, who want it? Who want it? And Devin, very dry, looks at him and goes, well, I think we both want it, Leroy. <laughs> very good. <laughs> I also liked at the very end, there's a ton that I liked, uh, but at the end, um, <laughs> Kyle and Nani are talking to camera, sort of like pre-competition confessional. And Kyle says, I'm not a stranger to a cell. I'm pretty sure Nani isn't either. And she gets really offended. And he goes, she's led a pretty screwed up life. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Who is your MVP this episode? I mean, people can say what they want. But the MVP of the episode, who killed it in this episode? It's CT. You can be as mad as you want for what he did and how he did it. But the point of the game is to win a million dollars and he got his skull, right? He was able to take advantage of the twist. That was, I'm going to decide who I get to go in against, which was Josh. And he absolutely dominated that elimination. He got his skull. We can be mad about how he went about it, which I think he did go about it in a very terrible, terrible, terrible way. But at the end of the day, he got his skull and he's now partnered with Cam and nobody's gonna try to get their skull from CT. And his part, he's partnered with Cam, so they have a really good chance of winning the next two uh, events before you go into the final. So at the end of the day, that's the point of the game, to hope that you have a really good partner heading into the final and to, you know, I think, I think that's just the key. That's the point. I'm going with a completely different tact I think, and I've said already why, I think Big T is the MVP. Obviously, she's in a hard spot, but, you know, there's things bigger than this show. And I think she has acted with integrity and continues to and really stood up for herself. And, um, you know, I think she has a lot to be proud of. And I don't like how things went down for her between her and CT. But uh, I don't think that's on Big T. Uh, I think she should be proud of herself. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, uh, we got the Twitch stream up on Blast Podcast on Twitch and YouTube. Sheldon Alexander, lots of stuff going on. Um, raps, post game show, basketball shows. Obviously, we got this pod going. Lots going on on Blast Podcast Network. Uh, you can say no to this, and I'll cut it out of the editing. 
But do you want to tell people about your exciting career news? I know you mentioned it on Wrap It Up, but sure. other people might be interested. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I switched jobs. I used to work on, uh, it's weird because I'm thinking like most of the people that listen to this are American. So I'm trying to make this make sense to them. Uh, I worked on a show previously for the past five or six years that was basically like a version of PTI, essentially. Um, so I worked on that show. That was a national show here in Canada on TV for the past six or seven years. One of the hosts is leaving. Um, lots of stuff going on. But I took a new job to work on our Raptors broadcast. So basically every Toronto Raptors game that is on uh, the network that I work for, I will be working as a part of that production team for the pregame shows and all that fun stuff. Uh, well, congratulations. I mean, you and I have been talking about this for weeks, but I'm very proud of you and I'm very excited for you in this new chapter. You're very passionate about basketball and you've done a great job with the Wrap It Up podcast and the On Blast podcast. So, I mean, you deserve this and I'm super psyched for you. I mean, you knew that already. We've said this, but I'll say it on there too. <laughs> So that people don't think I'm weird for being like, all right, anyway, here's my social media. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I appreciate it, my dude. I appreciate it. And people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. And until next week, this was You Killed It. It's another one of those episodes where I'm not going to yell. Another one. (laughs) How about about I do it? Let's see if I, I don't know that I can do it with your zest, but I'll try. You killed it. I don't think I'm as good as you, but I was, it was okay. If we learned anything from this episode, it's that Big T tries a lot. Nothing wrong with effort, man. Nothing wrong with effort. Big C just tried a lot. So there you go. Well played, well played, my dude.